I do have one so, correction, though, and I should have done this in the main episode. I've got to correct myself. Okay. Yes. Well, go ahead. What, we can just do it now, and you can, it's mi- can you it, spice it's, it It's in? minor, but it's a detail that I think will will hinder people from finding the right resource if I don't correct it. Um, <laughs> in the last episode, I repeatedly referred to the Lamplighter Theater as the series in which Otis Campbell's actor from Andy Griffith was a narrator. Uh, I yeah. was incorrect. It was in, in fact, the Adventures in Odyssey series that he is uh, a narrator for, not, and not I can Lamplighter. And I see that a little bit And I more. got him flipped. Okay. And I repeatedly okay. said it. <laughs> All right, we forgive you. Yeah, we just thanks. don't let it ever happen again. I just refuse to um, ever be misunderstood. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to justify yourself, didn't I did. you? Yes. He's so arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, so what do we have for the uh, after show here? Um, I was I had a thought, but that was like 45 seconds ago, and um, oh. it's kind of fizzled. Okay. Um, There's this one here so, that you have yeah. uh, that looks interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It says, though, I'll fill in more detail later. And I'm oh, uh, I'm wondering if it's later yet. Well, yeah, hey, it's later enough. All right. Um, yeah. So I'll fill it in for you right now. Okay. Now and then you hear these you hear these statements, uh, whether it's from preachers or just people um, generally in church, but they'll make say a statement something like, um, you know, if um, you know if God doesn't. They'll, they'll put some sort of a condition down and they'll say, then God would cease to be God. Mm. Have you, have you heard of that? Yes. You know, if, if, uh, if God, you know, ceased to be good, you know, he'd cease to be God. Or if God, you know, uh, did such and such or whatever, he would cease to be God. And I personally, for a long time, have found a, at least a philosophical problem with that statement. It's built in. Okay, Mm -hmm. because because God is God Mm -hmm. and we know God as a moral and a perfect and a complete God. But for us to put for us to put a stipulation on and say, well, if God suddenly changed his character, he'd no longer be God. Really? Well, who would be the supreme being then? I I I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think there's a better way to say it. And and maybe maybe say in order for someone some being to be a supreme god he must possess this character trait of blank whatever it might be okay um, but the way the question is phrased especially beginning with the word if almost suggest <laughs> that it is a possibility uh that if that if god ever did this thing he wouldn't be god anymore but the reason why i said the error is built into the, the statement is because it is paradoxical. Um, it, it's it's almost as um, dis, disassociative and illogical as the thought of me going back in time and killing my grandfather. Um, well, well, how then right. do I exist to go back and kill my grandfather? Right, um, right. It just could not happen. It's a paradox. So to say, if God was no longer just, then he wouldn't be God anymore. Well, that's an impossible thing. Right. God is always going to be just. It is his nature to be just. Always, all the time. He cannot lose that. He cannot change that. 
Well, and that's true uh, because of what we know of God, and he's always true to himself, and he doesn't change, and his character remains the same. But I guess from a philosophical standpoint, maybe even just uh, an, an etymological meaning, just the meaning of the word, okay, God is a supreme being. And maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm going out on a limb here, but, you know, God is a supreme being. What is the core essence of something being a supreme being? What do you think? What do I think is the core essence of a supreme being? Um, yeah. I mean, built into the word supreme, I think, would be the idea of omnipotence or or being all-powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think omniscience is, an, is intuitive in, in that meaning as well, that he should know everything. Um, omnipresence, I think, should be built in, though I don't know that that's as intuitive as the others. Mm-hmm. I don't think people would just come up with that one on their own necessarily. Um, though from, from what I know of scripture, I think omnipresence needs to be built into the package as well um, for okay. him to be a supreme being, uh, despite being less intuitive than omnipotence and omniscience. Um, I think immutability is important. Uh, that's interesting. Why do you say that? Um, well, I mean, Pastor Dietrich is, is the one that's uh, been saying for years now, and maybe he picked it up from somebody else, that if, if God could change, then he could either get better or worse. <laughs> um, right, right. And if he gets mm-hmm. better, then he wasn't as good to begin with, uh, which I guess speaks to a different attribute of God. Yes. Uh, and that yes. speaks to his, his goodness, or, or we might call it his, his moral, moral excellence. Um, there's no one more morally excellent than God. Uh, we would use the word holy, right? He is not just without sin. He is completely separate from even the possibility of sinning. Uh, I think that's an inherent and intuitive thing for a supreme being is that he be holy. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think immutability and holiness are kind of uh, coupled together in a way there. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I mean, you're making me think through it more that... That if you see sin, um, yeah, I think if you have the right perspective of God, I, I, I was disagreeing with you up to this point. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, because I felt like, and again, I feel almost ashamed. I mean, I feel weird to even say it. And it's not, and this is not at all saying that I'm questioning God or what the Bible teaches about God. I believe I know who, who God is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not as well as I want to know him, but I mean, um, and I don't doubt that God is going to change or that he is unjust or that he's not who we think it. I'm not saying that. I'm just strictly saying the statement from a philosophical standpoint, in my mind, I thought, well, if a being is supreme, all he needs to be is supreme. He doesn't have to be morally perfect. Mm-hmm. That was my point, um, is, is simply to say he doesn't have to be clean or pure. He just has to be powerful. You know, yeah. if he if he created the world and he has the power to put down anything and to be above anything, then he's God, regardless of what his character is. You know, for people so for people to impose if he you know if we suddenly found out he was lying, then he's no longer God. No, he's just a lying God. But but I think if you properly your your line of thought is drawing me to the thought that when we truly understand God. Um, and you put it all together, he has to be the God that he is. Yeah. Uh, every, everything has to be, you know, if he was the God that designed it, then, then to say that he doesn't match his own design, 
you know, or that he, he contributes to sin. Well, sin is a weakness. I think we could make an argument. Yeah. And, and if it made him weaker as a God, well, then, then you are dealing with the issue of power and, you know, and things like that. So yeah. it really all does have to tie into one perfect whole. So I guess that you're changing my mind on this. Okay. That's good. Well, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I think holiness and separateness from sin does need to be built in um, to the whole package um, because it, it would affect what he does with his all-powerfulness, if we can use that, that word. Um, and it would, in fact, limit him, I believe, in some ways. Well, and I think while while we're talking about, since I, I put it in a philosophical context, I think in a in that context, it is uh, contradictory that a god um, would violate himself. Well, sure. Well, it, you know what I mean. That he would create a design, he would say this is right and perfect, and then he would violate it. And, and, and so to be a, a lying, deceiving God, I almost can't be. Yeah, isn't it in the pastoral... He has to be true to himself. Isn't it in the pastoral epistles where Paul said that he cannot deny himself? <clears throat> Which is the idea uh, where, of, of contradiction. Yes. He cannot contradict himself. Yeah, um, and I think that's pretty inherent. Yeah, um, but what I was thinking was if he, if he has the potential of sinning, in other words, if he's not utterly impeccable, then there right. is the potential that something could be better than him if he had the capability of sinning then something mm -hmm, could mm -hmm. possibly achieve more greatness than him mm -hmm. um which which would would in a sense be a weakness it would be a limit sure um so so he has yes. to inherently be holy and sinless and impeccable which, you know you mentioning the concept of limits really does um <clears throat> bring on a, another discussion and we we don't have to dive into it super in depth right now but to think that any any um any, any limit on god has to be essentially be self-imposed yes you know that when he says uh you know it says in psalms and temporary they limit okay good and they limited the holy one of israel well how do you limit mm -hmm. god well god permits himself to be limited by in his sovereignty, permitting you the, the right to make that decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, even his entire incarnation was, in a sense, a voluntary, willful limitation. Um, sure. Not sure. that, Physical because limits. he did not become less than God. No, right. none of us would ever say that. Um, however, he set aside the use of particular attributes for a time and, and placed them under the, the will of God the Father to mm -hmm. use at his discretion, at the father's discretion. Uh, because there were times in Jesus' ministry where he used the the attributes of an all-powerful one. Uh, there were times where he even appeared at one place and then appeared at another, um, mm. using the attributes of omnipresence there. Yes. Uh, but he did not mm, do those things apart from the sovereign will of the father. Um, we, we see that ultimately portrayed in the garden in which he is there agonizing, uh, submitting himself to the sovereign will of the Father. Um, so, so, so even then, it, he was limited in ways, but it was self-imposed and it was temporary. It was voluntary. Right. Yes. Um, although, in a temporary sense, well, yeah, going to the whole concept of Jesus forever being embodied, but, um, um, 
I guess that part may not be temporary, although he's still every bit God and he's part of the Godhead. But that, that leads into another thing. And it's interesting because this question, I would have kind of said, you know, this is a thought provoking question, but no big deal, really. But it kind of goes to, to show me that it's, it's another example, though, as I reason through thing, reason through something, it does help me or sharpen me. How many people, though, do perceive God in, in a sense, the way I perceived him, perceived the question, not again, the way I just perceived God, but the, that I perceived the question 10 minutes ago to say, well, all God has to be as powerful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, they, and how many millions of people in the world just see kind of God as this brute force? You know, he's just, yeah. he's the supreme being, you know, what the deity, what's yeah. the deity to them? He's just a powerful thing up there in the sky. When we, when we reason through it, you say, no, really, he has to be absolute perfection. Yeah. Well, um, I think it, it comes back to the average person's understanding of sin and, 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 and its very nature because we call yeah. sin a limitation um, because from our perspective of, of scripture and, and theology, we would say, yes, sin is a limiting factor. Um, whereas I don't think that an unregenerate person would naturally consider sin to be a limiting factor. They, they almost mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. it as uh, two sides of the same coin, that, that someone is inherently good and they occasionally do sinful things. Um, they don't necessarily view that as, as a limiting factor or as a corruption of, nat- mm. of, of their very nature. They don't view it that way. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and when you when you begin to perceive God as not just like a big bully or a big, you know, ball of power, um, but what was I going to say here a minute ago? Um, but oh, you begin to see how how complex. I mean, how when we talk about God, it's like we're bringing the word into our sphere and talking to Him like we totally understand mm-hmm. it, and then we talk about something like the Trinity or eternity, yeah. and our minds start to go. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and, and it comes and it's so true that my thoughts are above your thoughts and my ways are above your ways. I mean, when we're talking about God, we're talking about something that we can't even comprehend in terms of intelligence and power. And and you know what I mean? And and the whole majesty and being able to create the world and everything's under his control and there's no, it, you know, and yet we go, well, you just got to be powerful. Oh man. He is so, so much more than that. He is so much more than that. And yeah. for people to get a right perspective of God would start to, you know, jar some thoughts. Yeah. Go, what are, what are that. some other attributes that we, we kind of cut short a minute ago? Um, there, okay. I think there are more, what, what more could we throw in there? We covered omniscience, omnipresence, omnipotence, immutability, holiness. Um, what else? Hmm. Um, justice comes to mind. Yes, yes, justice, and kind of along, you know, similar to holiness, if people properly understand it, I think is a separateness and kind of mixed with the idea of a cleanliness or a purity. Mm-hmm. Um, but justice, yeah, would um, certainly be one. And, you know, the Bible says God is love. Yep. Um, you know, so everything he does, you know, comes from a God who is love. And, um, yeah. and, I, and I, another one I would love to throw in there is is God is wise and he is the source yeah. of wisdom and it 
as I studied this a few years back, the concept of wisdom in Proverbs and maybe God being the source of wisdom or whatever, um, you think about wisdom, wisdom kind of being like a design and a plan. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a way to go about it that God can never be arbitrary. Right. God never just does something just for the sake of it. There's always a reason. And so to me, to tie that concept to God is he is a God of wisdom. <clears throat> he is a God of, you know, of order and, and intelligence. And yes. it's just um, another one I was thinking of, eternality. Yes, um, right. You know, we, and, and I wonder if that one is intuitive or not, if if many people would, would naturally throw that one in there. Um, he, he has to know. be eternal, I think. Because that certainly plays into his uh, omnip- omniscience in that if he had a beginning, maybe there are some things before he began that he doesn't know. <laughs> there, there's a limiting factor there. Right. Um, that, that he may be limited in his knowledge if he doesn't know everything before him or after him. That's good. Right. And it also plays to the fact that he is outside of the, even not, not just he doesn't live on earth. No, he's literally outside the concept of time. He created time. Or as we were talking about in a class the other day, it was really interesting that the only way we really understand that, the only way we understand eternity is via our concept of time. Yes. <laughs> you know, because we, we can perceive things happened in the past and things will happen in the future. And as I continue that line forever both ways though i can't fully grasp that i know that though because i can understand a limited past and a limited future then i can understand the concept of eternity yeah but it's but, but it's impossible for, to think on that scale to think out of time as a human being right it's not possible because we still perceive eternity as time yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. you know amazing grace when we've been there ten thousand years bright shining as the sun well you know, at one point in Revelation, you know, the, the, the angel raises his hand and time shall be no more. Yeah. But at the, on the other hand, uh, what is it in? Um, maybe, I, maybe I'm getting my timeline mixed up here, but, you know, there's a, a new fruit on the tree in the New Jerusalem every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, wait a minute, you know. Yeah. But I mean, so we always are gauging it in terms of time, but to realize that God um, isn't you know, old necessarily or he existed before our, we have a, how was it said um, the other night? It was. Um, a measurement device. Time is like a measurement device for us. And God set up basically the sun, mm-hmm. right? And the sun becomes our measurement device mm-hmm. of time. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we go with that. So God has existed forever. Not that there was always a sun and not that there were days right? in that. It's so, so properly so-called, but he has lived forever. He will live forever. Yeah. That's a good point that you you're, make. Uh, you're kind of indicating there somewhat of another a- couple of attributes, and that is transcendence and imminence. Um, okay, now remind. Well, tra- transcendent. That. You kind of you kind oh, of yes, actually said that. it uh, a minute ago that yes. he's outside of time, outside of creation. Uh, he's transcendent above everything, meaning that he doesn't need to to be involved in this creation at all. Um, he, he is above it. He is better than it. Uh, this place can become corrupt and, exp- and he's not dependent. He's upon not dependent it. upon it. This place can become corrupt and have no bearing on his nature at all. He is completely above this. 
Um, but imminent, and, and it's different than the word imminent with an I, imminent <laughs> yeah, that's versus a... immunent with, a, with an A. Um, mm-hmm. Imminent meaning it's going to happen soon, but immunent meaning he is involved in this creation. He is, okay. he is here, okay. though he is transcendent above it, he is involved in it and he interacts with it and he has a plan for it. Yeah, and you know, I think sometimes we dichotomize certain parts of his attribute, even in our saying, like we said a minute ago, he, you know, he doesn't, he's not dependent on us, and he's not dependent on us, you know, for his existence or whatever, right. but by virtue of his wisdom and his love, I think he has to be imminent. Yes. Um, the, when he created it, you know, he now expresses love toward it. Mm-hmm. And and has to be involved in it. And so thus in Genesis six, you know, when 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 all of the the imaginations of their heart were only evil continually, we say, well, he should have just walked away. In a sense, he couldn't. Number one, because he had a design and because he had love, he in this in his design, he destroys it and starts over right. with Noah. But but, but you, you would know? say he he is in a sense obligated to by his own nature, but exactly. not obligated That's exactly what I'm saying. by the creation itself. Because he owes us no that obligation at all. Not outside of his but nature. But because that he is, is very, love, he obligates himself. Very, very good point. Yes. Hmm. Man, what a rich discussion. Thanks for... Yeah, it was uh, fun. How do we get into that? You know, yeah, yeah, that is. Here, here's a thought. You know, just thinking that that would be a blessing to, to the listeners, um, you know, with... You know, there's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> a lot of different things now that with the whole... Um, pandemic thing people are 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 giving more giving opportunities for more giving things out free what do you think about letting our regular listeners have the after show on this episode too i think we should i think that would be valuable what what more do people need in any time but even in a time like this than to know god better yeah uh Absolutely. All right. And so that conversation could uh, could stir some thoughts. And yeah, I think that'd be great. All right. Patrons, thank you for making this a possibility. And really, it's uh, a, a gift from you, too, to uh, to our listeners. And I want to thank you for your continued support, for your listening, for your care. And, uh, and, and we, again, welcome your feedback on the things that we're talking about here. I just, uh, this has been, this has been, um, to me, a touching conversation. I love it. Love yeah. to talk about God and get a proper perspective. Well, you guys take care, be safe, and uh, and and uh, we'll see you next time around. Yes, bye bye for now. <laughs>